1: Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm here with Mr. Benny. Hi, Benny. Howdy. Round two. I know. We got a great show. Round two. Steve. You can do it. Guarino. Guarino. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <Look at laughs> you, you're all like looking at I'm my like, <laughs> Steve Guarino is joining <laughs> us here today. It is always a great day. For those of you who have been listening to this show for 14 years or so, uh, you know I can mess up a name in a hot second. <laughs> But I don't panic about it anymore. (laughs) Believe me, I used to. How to make peace with panic attacks naturally. Author and expert Steve Garino joining me here today. And, you know, why is this so important? I'm going to tell you why this is important. Because we have entered a new age now. Uh, We have entered the age where probably before some of uh, of us uh, can literally— step out into the world, and uh, enter into third grade, we are taking medication for uh, fear, for stress, for anxiety, for panic, for being a little bit uh, feisty, so to speak. But the point is that how does this creep up into our day-to-day lives, and we don't even know it. You know, Steve is a certified integrative life coach, certified integrative life coach, and I want to say that again because here's what it is. And I shared this story over the weekend, actually yesterday. There's something that happens when you learn about integrative life and what that has come to mean. Also, what happens when you understand the power and the purpose of meditation and how that can help us. But most importantly, what we've learned today and in today's world is that we do not have to get on a plane and travel to Tibet to have that experience. I mean, if you want to do that, that's okay. You could do that. But we don't have to do that. You know, today we're living in a world where you're going to hear from Steve talk about this in his fabulous new book, uh, why the time has come for us to really get on board with this conversation. You know, are you someone perhaps that doesn't really understand why you're experiencing panic attacks, or what they even look like, or how you think you might be able to control it, the onset of them, you know, what triggers may or may happen in your life, uh, whether it's something that may be happening from PTSD, or maybe you're somebody like me that grew up in the Bronx and had a sense of what it was like to always look over your shoulder. You know, is, it, is there a reason that you, you have to sleep with the light on at night? Well, this is a show that says you're not alone. You are not in the world alone. You're not out there by yourselves. You can reach higher, as Steve would say, than you imagine possible. Why is that? Because this is now the time to look at how to make peace with panic naturally. And Steve has been somebody that has been helping people all over the world. He knows what it's like. We're not going to read from some academic book, although we may get back and do a little citation from it. But this is about being there, not being there anymore, and now being as living joyously. Steve, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show.
2: No, it's really a pleasure to be here, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Benny, very much for your time.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I want to talk with you about is let's start at the beginning, because you and I, you know, we said yes to doing something in the world. Right. Uh, Not because we don't we don't have anything else to do, but because something, something called us forward. What was that for you? What are the challenges you had to overcome? to get to this point and decide this was something you were going to take on? Uh,
2: the things for me that I overcame were um, I originally had a, a really difficult uh, childhood as far as my health. I suffered from uh, pretty tremendous uh, asthma attacks and pneumonia, bouts of pneumonia, um, lots of infections, medication that I needed to take in order to treat the asthma yeah. and to you know overcome the uh, colds and you know, various illnesses, et cetera. Um, And in doing so, a lot of the medication that you take um, for the the asthma gets your heart racing a little bit more, the adrenaline racing in your body, and it can kind of set you up for that feeling of panic. Uh, So one of the challenges that I had was definitely related to to health, but it it wasn't just that. Of course, we all go through different challenges uh, in our lifetimes. You know, some of us go through divorces or we have um, difficult relationships maybe with someone who's important to us, and uh, we need to make peace with that relationship, peace with ourselves, et cetera. So it's not one thing, um, but where I'm at now, fortunately, is I'm in a place where I can share some light and shed some light on some things and, and give some advice, I think, that's very timely based on the things you said, and there's a lot going on in the world right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot going on in the world. Someone made a comment to, to me over the weekend about the trauma of the past 10 years. And I thought, wow, that is really so right on. And, uh, and he, what he was saying was that not only it was the past 10 years, but he really wanted to look at sort of the, the building up of that. Um, I wanted to ask you about this because we have people that we're not really talking about right now, Steve. We're not talking about the folks that came dang close to losing everything. Uh, Millions of them did lose what they consider to be everything. Uh, Most of them have not been able to find their way back in the workplace. Uh, They're not counted in the statistics of people that, uh, that we count. Uh, because if you're not getting unemployment, you're not being counted. Uh, and yet we are, are are not really very tolerant I- I- in the world right now for people that don't know how to just suck it up. Do you know what I'm saying, Steve? It's like, come on, what what's the matter with us? Why can't we just move forward, suck it up?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think for a lot of people, you talk about the unemployment and such. I, I think that a lot of people can't find comparable jobs, so they end up taking, um, you know, Lesser jobs than they're used to having, making less money, and therefore you know you have some problems with you know losing homes and, and not having enough money to make ends meet, uh, et cetera. Uh, and certainly that's a big stressor for a lot of people. Uh, financial wherewithal, you know, the ability, especially once you're used to having money to pay your mortgage or mm. your rent, having you know used to uh, having money to pay for you know your food and and whatever it might be, clothing, et cetera. Life's changed for, for a lot of the world at this point in time, and I think that's one of the reasons so many people are struggling so much with uh, stress, anxiety, and all of that stress adding upon itself ends up becoming a panic attack, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't even know you know, what it is or what's happening to them. It's very scary.
1: In the book, the, in your book, you, you really talk about something fascinating to me. I mean, you really, you just don't pull any punches here. You're just going right at it. <laughs> And you talk about how panic attacks steal your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. And yet there's so much shame around this, Steve, right? Yeah, it, it's,
2: it's a scary thing to talk about, Dr. Pat, yeah. really. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of fear, uh, apprehension talking about it because you're concerned. You know, what are people going to think about me? You know, I'm having this symptom where I can't breathe, I'm, my heart's racing, et cetera. But, you know, I can't put my fingers on that. I don't know what that is exactly. And a lot of people, you go to the doctor, and they don't understand it completely. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of fear relative to talking about it with other people. But I needed to get it out there, and, and that's why I wrote the book.
1: Well, you needed to get it out there, and you've also done your, shall we say it, you've also done your work. Yeah. And let's talk about what that looks like. Um I alluded to the fact that you're able to write about this. I'm able to do what I do and talk about holistic medicine because I've gone through it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've gone through this. What can we say to people that are either experiencing different degrees of this or have a child or someone they love? How can we talk to folks today about expecting joy
2: how to expect joy when you're when you're in the middle of panic attacks,
1: huh? That there's a no, no, not not in the middle, but that there is an end game that's possible. Yeah, no, no, I I don't know about you. I've never had that that go on. Right <laughs> no. Nope. Nope.
2: Yeah, there there definitely is an end game. Um, you know, I've been there. I I've, I've been in the throes of panic attacks. I mean, very severe, where I thought I was really in the middle of dying. I thought I was having a heart attack, and uh, rushed myself to the emergency room, and got a full checkup and, you know, all the myriad of tests that one can imagine. And um, they basically told me that you're, you're suffering from stress. You know, you're, you're dealing with a lot of anxiety. And um, gave me medication in order to, uh, to cope with it for that period of time. But, you know, I, I've come to a point now after working through all of that that there is joy, there is peace, but it's about acceptance. There's a lot of steps uh, along the way. But it's about accepting where things are at in your life. And, um, you know, that's why the, the name, you know, making peace with it, you're you're truly making peace with the stress in your life. Because once you make peace with it, it it loses its uh, energy. It loses its power over you.
1: Well, we're going to talk about this in a lot more. Uh, but before we jump off and go to break, uh, I would love for you to tell folks, first of all, how they can find out more about you, how they can find out more about the book. Uh, And then we're going to go to break, and we've got lots more to talk about here, Steve.
2: Sure. Great. Thank you. Uh, So the book can be found on Amazon. It's uh, Make Peace with Panic Naturally. Or you can go to my website, uh, www.stevegarino.com, and there's a link right on the uh, homepage to the book.
1: I love it. Let's take a short break, everybody. Phone lines are open, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819 uh steve and i will be right back uh maybe we'll talk italian recipes i'm not sure but stay tuned everybody we'll be right back
2: now i've been happy lately thinking about
0: the good things to come
2: about the world.
1: everybody I'm so thrilled to be connecting with all of you you know it was great connecting with Steve and seeing what he's been able to put together uh and also I want to give you guys an opportunity if you have any questions about this while we're while he and I are chatting about what this means panic attacks and 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 it's even if it's even more subtle than that you're going to hear about this here in a minute um but before we do the book is out very excited about this uh Steve's got a new blog please tell folks, Steve, the best way they can find out more about you, but most importantly, how do they get a, how do they get a copy of the book?
2: Yeah, so the um, first of all, how to reach out to me would be uh, www.steveguarino.com yeah. Guarino, mm-hmm. And in order to get a copy of the book, just go to that website, and on the homepage, there's a link, takes you right to Amazon, and you can order the book as um, yes, an ebook, book uh, or you can order in hard copy.
1: Awesome. Now, I've got the book, and I've read the book, and uh, I mean, I love how amazingly subtle this is, and yet powerful, because you take us on a journey step by step so that we can understand how this might be showing up in our lives. You really do. You talk about everything from career to intimacy to lost opportunities. So I would love for you to, to explain a little bit, before we get to the symptoms and how people can work with this, how does this affect our lives? Can you give us some examples? Uh, sure. I, I mean, sometimes we're so into it, we just can't see that it even is affecting our lives, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and some of the ways it affects our lives, um, for instance, let's say you're at a, um, a crowded grocery store one day doing some shopping, getting some things done and you start, this, start to experience this feeling of kind of a lightheadedness, or you're feeling kind of weak, or just, you know, really severe stress, and you get this panicky feeling where, I got to get out of here. I can't be here right now, because if I stay here any longer, something's going to happen. Either I'm going to have a heart attack, or I'm going to faint, or, or whatever, and um, that's, that's what happened to me, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was one of the the areas I experienced panic attacks was in grocery stores or in, you know, shopping mall. So you end up where you don't want to go. You know, and, and let's face it, we all, to some degree, have to shop. We have to get, you know, food and, and such. So one of the areas that it affected my life tremendously was just being so fearful to go into a grocery store or go into a mall and just do something that everyone, and quote unquote, everyone should be able to do they should be able to go out and buy something or you know go to a store or whatnot and for me it was it just set off a tremendous level of panic so after the first time i figured you know what maybe it was just a fluke (laughs) i'll try it again well second time same experience and then at, at some point you get to the point where you say you know what i can't do that anymore it's just not comfortable for me and then as far as my in my career Um, I tend to meet with a lot of people in my business, and um, I had an experience or several experiences, but one that particularly comes to mind where I was meeting with a couple, and um, again, those feelings that can't catch my breath, just can't uh, focus, and the meeting really was was fruitless. I I ended up wasting my time and wasting the time of uh, the couple that I was in front of, unfortunately. I barely got through the meeting drank some water to try and calm down and ended up having to make, have another meeting just to accomplish what we, we wanted to accomplish at that meeting. Um, as far as relationships, I went through a divorce about 11 years ago, so I ended up, you know, wanting to be able to be out at least and, you know, meet people, at least have some friendships and such, but um, it was very, very difficult. I'd be at a dinner um, and feel like I, I couldn't swallow or I, you know, was panicky at the table. And ended up having the, to cut the, the evening short. So um, it can affect your lives in many way Your life in many ways. Um, relationships with your children. You know, if, if it keeps you homebound, which it does for some people, yeah. unfortunately. If it keeps you stuck in your house, and your children want to go to the zoo, or they want to go to the park, or they want to, you know, do X, Y, Z, and you're too afraid to go anywhere. Not only are you missing out. And you're missing out in a big way because you're missing out on all those smiles and laughter and fun you can have with your kids. But your kids are suffering, too.
1: Yeah. The suffering part of this reminds me of, you know, we have this view of when we say panic attack, right? There's a view about it. And I'm not saying that it's not true. But, yes, you can have a panic attack in the middle of a grocery store and nobody around you quite understands what's happening at all. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, we're we're starting to see a trend here that uh, and we're going to talk about symptoms next. But we're seeing a trend here, especially with our senior, you know, senior pop- population, you know, people that perhaps are out in the world and they're shopping and they're frozen in their in, in their, just in their steps. And, you know, the, the protocol for that in this country is to first snatch them out of the grocery store then do a diagnosis, then somehow relate it to dementia, right? I mean, this is kind of the misdiagnosis we seem to be having, and yet there isn't very much compassion for how this is affecting people of all ages, Steve, right? I mean, this is not just some middle age crisis thing here.
2: No, it's not at all. Actually, many people have their first onset of a panic attack in their teen years. And I've spoken to a lot of you know young adults, I'll say young adults or teenagers that are suffering through panic attacks. even now, like at at school, uh, the, you know a lot of homework, a lot of stress because of maybe Facebook or you know whatever they're going through with their friends, peer pressure. there's there's young people having these as well as, as you say, senior people. Uh, so yeah, you could be standing in the middle of a grocery store. You could end up freezing because your heart's racing. You're kind of losing your focus for a period of time. It, it could definitely happen, and I'm sure it does happen on, on a regular basis. It, it happened to me, and your point is, is a great one. Most people won't even know you're having anything. They, they can't see it. It's not something, you know, you, you bump your head and you've got a knot on your head. Okay, somebody can see that on your forehead. Uh, when you're having a panic attack, it's really not that obvious that you're having a panic attack because for the most part, we're kind of just stuck in a spot and we're just trying to breathe through or work through whatever it is we're suffering from.
1: Yeah. Symptoms. Let's get to a few of them. Sure. I I alluded to the fact that we hang out right there and we see pop culture movies, correct? Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a sense of what we think it is, what we think is going on, Uh, We don't even understand. And and most of us that know people with uh, asthma, for example, uh, many of us know people with asthma. There's nothing more painful to watch than when a a loved one of yours uh, who is suffering from asthma is gasping for air. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever experienced what it's like to be driving somebody close to me 95 miles an hour to get to a hospital and not, not knowing what to do with that, right? Absolutely. That's just one example. But mm-hmm. that could be, couldn't it? Couldn't that be a, a sign where something else could be called for to do? Give us some of these symptoms that you've discovered.
2: So the symptoms that, have, that a lot of people, and, and, and they, they're different for everyone, I want to point that out, um, but the symptoms relative to a panic attack, traditionally a racing heart. So your heart is beating much quicker than it normally would be beating. And it may be beating with a lot more force. So it may be kind of a feeling of a pounding. You know, your heart is just pounding and pounding, much more intense than it would uh, normally under normal circumstances. And then your hands, your forehead, you can start to perspire Um You could get weak in the legs or, or, you know, just generally weak in your your entire body where your arms feel very heavy. Um, Your legs kind of tend to feel like they may be like jello, like I said, uh, about standing in the store, and you feel like you may just fall down or or pass out because your legs don't even really want to support you at that point in time, or at least it feels like that. Um, uh, There's also an experience of not really being present, like feeling like you're, you're not present, uh, kind of a disoriented feeling that can take place. And that's what happened to me in that meeting with the, uh, the couple. I felt disoriented. I, w- I was able to communicate with them, um, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't along the lines I would have liked to have. I was able to hear them speaking to me, but I really wasn't able to process it uh, as well as I normally would. So these are some general feelings, but you could get a queasiness in your stomach, Um, there's this fear. It's like you want to run away. You just want to run away from whatever the experience is that you're having at that time.
1: I love this, and I love that you're writing about this, because now we're going to talk about what we can do about it. You know, it's one thing, and I learned this early on in changing the direction of the show in 2004. You know, it's one thing to talk about what's not right in our lives. It's another thing to provide people with solutions. And that's what the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio is about. It's about bringing people to the forefront that can share information that are going to change your life for the better. We're going to take a short break, Steve. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you've discovered on the way to healing and how now your book and what you do in the world is helping countless people, provide an alternative, not just simply to stop panic attacks, but to live an amazing life. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Many of us have been overwhelmed when we discover how powerful we truly are. We really can change things. When we set an intention and move in a direction, we uncover the blocks, the fear, and the agreements that until now we have believed would keep us safe and preserve the status quo. What if today you allow that power, allow that moment, and that overwhelm? Just sit with it as long as you can. Need help? Visit lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10am Pacific, 1pm Eastern. Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer Radio Show. Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Connect with your angels as you find your life flowing with ease and harmony. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basilli every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting
3: barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show or visit lifestyle120.com
1: today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Hey, everybody, welcome back. For more information about us, you can go to the DrPatShow.com, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Please sign up for our newsletter. We've got lots of cool things coming your way here. Uh, also, I want to make sure that you know that uh, you can get our schedule. You can get the lineup for everybody on the network. Uh, And also, uh, we're going to be telling you more about our crowdfunding uh, initiative that uh, we are going to be putting forth uh, to create a better world. Lots more coming about that, um, how that's exciting, not just for maintaining the presence of Transformation Talk Radio, but how we can literally build out a platform that deals with addiction, that deals with recovery, that deals with health and wellness, that specifically brings a voice to Lyme disease, to cancer. So these are the things that we're planning. And accompanying each of the channels we're building is going to be an interactive app uh, that will be for your computer as well as your smartphone. And what it will do is it will enable you, just like we're doing today on the show, to find solutions to your everyday situations. We're building a database out of things that we've discovered along the way. Each show will have an opportunity to have a focus that will provide you interactively. And if you're sitting there thinking, how am I going to deal with my panic attack or something that's happening in my family, you'll be able to search and get that. So we've got a lot of really cool things that you guys have asked for, by the way. We're just trying to keep up with it. That's what our crowdfunding effort will help with. You know, Steve, thank you for joining me here today. Um, Yeah, uh, writing the book, uh, I can only imagine what that was like for you. But there is a reason that you did that. You know, the reason was that you could help people create the change. And that's what you and I are talking about, right? We're talking about, okay, yeah, there's the change right in the moment now. Right, you know, you're right in the moment now, as many of us have been in that moment where we feel immobilized, just scared to death. Uh, and then they're a longer term. So I'd love for you to just give us some information about what you discovered about each of those.
2: As far as when you're in the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. So you you're, you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, you're scared to death. I mean that's what it really feels like. You feel like um, you are you are going to die. I mean it just feels like that. And um, anyone who's really had a full blown panic attack can relate to what you and I are talking about in this moment. Some people haven't had maybe as severe. Maybe their their stress is building up in their life. Uh, maybe they haven't had a full blown panic attack. Um, so great if they haven't, because now might be a good opportunity to start doing some things proactively, and I'll, I think we can get into that in a little while, but you may even have children that are of high school age, um, you may have parents, you know, senior parents that are going through these, and you may not even be aware of it. Um, so it's great to have a, a conversation with, with young people or older people, pretty much anyone, and just ask them, you know, how are you feeling in general? You know, how are things going for you? Um when you talk to kids and you get a kind of a quiet time because I've got children of my own, and you get some quiet one-on-one times. a lot of times they'll open up to you about some things and they may be dealing with panic attacks or significant levels of stress in their life. and unfortunately, you're not even aware of it. So as far as what to do in the middle of a panic attack though, so if I feel I had a panic attack coming on, the first thing that we we typically do is we try to resist, that panic attack with everything we have. That is the last thing we want to be dealing with is that panic attack because we know what it's going to do. It's going to make our heart race. We're going to feel like we're going to die. And it's just not a fun cycle to go through. But I want to tell you, don't resist the panic attack the way you have been resisting it. It's, it's, all it's going to do is add more fuel to the fire of the panic attack. The best thing you can do is accept that. Okay, I'm having a panic attack. I know what it feels like because I now know the symptoms. We've talked about those: the beating heart, the sweaty hands, uh, the feeling faint, weak in the legs, etc. Okay, so this is likely a panic attack. If you're not sure, get it checked out. You know, go to a doctor, get checked out just to make sure that there's nothing else there. But if there's nothing else there, and now you're pretty sure that yeah, it's just a panic attack, let it be there. Just say, you know what, I know you're here, I know you came to visit me for right now, but I'm not going to let you control my life. Mm -hmm. I'm still still going to go on and continue my day as I would normally. So, yeah, I may be feeling a little bit more stress, I may be feeling this or that, but it's not going to stop me from functioning. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that I found to do for myself was just to be aware of my breath. So I'm a meditator. I've been meditating for a very long time. If you can stop for a moment all the crazy thoughts, all those thoughts of what if, what if this, what if that, what if I faint, what if everybody sees me pass out and they judge me and they make fun of me or the paramedics got to come into the room. If you can let all of that go and just say, you know what, I just want to focus on this next breath mm. and then just feel that breath as it comes in through your nose, feel it come in your lungs. And then let it leave. Same way. Feel it leaving your lungs. Feel it leaving your nostrils. And then focus on the next breath. And before you know it, the panic attack has lost its control over you. That's for the moment. That's when you're in the middle of a panic attack. Right. And that can help a lot of people. That can help the child taking the test that's stressed out. They were up all night studying, and now they're drawing a blank if they can just take a moment just to take that breath and then the next breath, chances are things are going to clear up for them and they're going to be able to take the test and the panic attack will subside. Again, that's for the moment, but there are longer term things that need to be looked at too. So, you know, what are we eating? What are we putting into our body? Are we putting a lot of sugars or sugar substitutes Mm -hmm. into our body? A lot of corn syrup, you name it, a lot of packaged foods, um, a lot of highly processed foods, even too many, you know, fruit is is okay at some level, but if we're putting too much sucrose into our body or fructose into our body, that can even be detrimental. Are we having sports drinks? You know, I see so many young people walking around drinking these sports drinks uh, or so-called sports drinks, and they're loaded with caffeine, they're loaded with sugar, so the diet to me is really critical. You know, clean the diet, and I think you clean out the body, and to a large extent, the mind gets cleared as well. And so now the mind can focus much better. So that if a if a panic attack does come about, you can clearly think about it and say, "Okay, I know it's a panic attack. I'm going to breathe through it. It's going to be okay." You can you can rationalize that. But if you've you've got a lot of food in your system or a lot of sugars in your system or a lot of, you know, whatever it is that's toxifying your system, chances are you're not going to be able to to work through it as easily. So the diet is critical. You know, drink a lot of water. Flush your system as as best possible. Make sure you get a good night's sleep. Really critical. Uh, That may be the reason that the student in school ends up with the, the panic attack because they were cramming all night. They didn't get the sleep they needed, and now they're overly stressed.
1: Stress is something that I'd like you to talk about for a little bit. Um, is there, how do I say it? Is stress a precursor? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like it wasn't too long ago that nobody was talking about stress. Mm. But my question is, is you know what I mean by saying is stress a precursor? Meaning. Can you kind of sort of have a sense that you're on your way to severe panic attacks by the degree that by which you are in stress, right? I mean, or are they 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 don't necessarily have to be related, but what is their relationship?
2: Uh, yeah, to me, stress kind of builds up over time unless we're diffusing it or getting rid of it in some way. so. The way I look at the stress relationship to the panic attack is this. If you take a, a, a glass and you start filling it with water, and let's say the water is the stress right now, and, you know, the, the glass can hold a certain amount before it goes over, right, before it, it's too much. So as you're building up this stress, yeah, there's more and more in the glass, but there's not a big symptom that's happened because it's able to, to maintain it until it gets to the point where it can't anymore. So I think it's it's pretty similar for us with when it comes to stress and panic attacks. If we've got a small, we all have stress in our life, let's face it. I mean, there's always things that come up in life. Uh, and and I'm not here to say that you can live a life without stress. No, that's impossible. There's going to be stress surrounding you. But if you limit the amount of stress or you burn off or deal with the stress head on and eliminate it, uh, then you can free yourself from that build up to the point where, okay, now I'm under so much stress that it's actually giving me symptoms. And those symptoms can be the panic attack. Uh, To me, a panic attack is a great warning sign. I I, I got to the point where I started looking at it that way, like, wow, my panic attacks were really a wonderful warning for me Mm -hmm. that if I don't do something about the level of stress in my life, if I don't change things in my life, Something worse can happen. A panic attack, fortunately, isn't going to cost you your life. It can truly save your life if you heed its warning. If you realize that, okay, the reason I'm having these panic attacks is because I've been through so much lately and I haven't done anything about it. We all go through things. It's what we do about it. You know, did you have a difficult conversation with someone and not clarify? you know, get things cleared up. Can you clear things up with them? Can you make peace with them? Or can you at least forgive? Forgiveness is a big way to reduce the level of stress in our lives. It's one of the things I needed to, to work through. Forgiveness for myself, forgiveness for other people. But this is the way of taking that, almost that glass of water, and just pouring some out. Because now when you do these things, you reduce the level of stress in your life because you dealt with that. Okay, that one's gone. I don't have to worry about that anymore. There's other ways to reduce stress in your life, though, too. Um, exercise is a big one, to burn off stress. So part of the panic attack is you're filled with this overabundance of, of energy sometimes, and it's making, because the heart's racing, et cetera. If you exercise, you can kind of burn some of that off so you can go through your day more peacefully. But there's a certain way I talk about exercising uh, in the book, because for me, Uh, Panic attacks happened for me when I was at the gym because when you're working out, you're exercising. Guess what? You're getting sweaty. Yeah. Your heart's racing. And I thought, oh, no, I'm having a panic attack uh when really I was exercising. But the thought of having a panic attack, guess what? Bingo. Another panic attack.
1: Yeah. I want to talk with you when we come back about something very specific. And um, I guess I had to figure this out for myself. We're calling it nutrition, but I don't even want to call it nutrition. I I want to call it, you know, what we put in our bodies, period, because there is one common denominator that I've seen in the 14 years doing this show uh, across the board uh, about topics. And that is the conversation about what we are putting in our bodies, even though. You know, the studies that are being done by the medical profession don't show it directly because they say it's hard to figure it out. I want to talk about some of these effects and what you've discovered specifically. Let's take a short break. Everybody will be right back.
3: Visit DrDarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.
0: How confident do you feel about your retirement? It's never too early or too late to start thinking about your retirement. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step step to get to the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who have had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800 in Bellevue, Washington 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, Thank you so, so very much for all of the above. Um, I want to just again mention that, you know, Steve gets to work with people from all walks of life about how to make changes that can bring more peace and more joy. And what's tricky about the conversation about uh, panic and panic attacks is that they are highly unrecognized. See, we have a view uh, from our culture that shows a panic attack in a movie and we think that's what they look like. It doesn't always look like that. But Steve can help you and your family Uh, and others, not only recognize them, but also what to do about them. That's what his book is about, and that's the work he does in the world now. And Steve, one one more time before we go and talk more about what you've discovered works for you, especially around nutrition, I would love for you to give out your website. And again, congratulations on the book. I'm so thrilled we got to share this uh, and give out the website. And again, how can people... How can people work with you directly?
2: Thanks, Dr. Pat. So uh, the website is Um You can purchase the book right on the homepage, or there's also a, a way to reach out to me uh, right on the website as well. So if mm-hmm. you can send uh, me a message, I can get back to you by email, or you can, um, my phone number is there as well, right on the website as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is, for many now, this is the healing, the healing conversation. Uh, And healing is body, it's mind, and it's spirit. Let's start with the body, if we could.
2: Sure. So healing the body um, would be two things, then, in my opinion. It would be the exercise component that we briefly talked about earlier. And it would also be the nutrition, you know, what do I put into my body? So as far as the exercise part goes, it's really important, in my opinion, to do some form of exercise, even if it means just getting up and taking a walk around the block, uh, if that's at all possible. And not just walking around the block, but I'm talking about being aware of yourself walking around the block. So what that means to me is you're feeling the breeze on your cheeks, you're listening to the birds singing. You're seeing the squirrel pass you by. It's about making it an experience instead of, let me just get this over and done. Um, that would be a, a very basic way of, of exercise. Uh, swimming, something that's that's easy on the joints. Um, I've done a lot of rebounding, so there's these mini rebounders, and um, you can get on one of those for oh, five or Oh, two. I love them. Yeah,
1: me too. I lo- I, that has got to be the best kept secret around. Re- I mean, and, and explain to people what a rebounder is. It's like a small trampoline.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you, you, when I say a rebounder, people are probably picturing one of those huge trampolines yeah, that yeah, are in yeah. the next door neighbor's yard. No,
1: <laughs> right, right, right.
2: <laughs> it's not that this, this is maybe a couple feet round, three feet round or so. And it, it gives you an opportunity to just kind of in place, just jump up and down uh, very gently. Very easy on the, uh, the knees and all the joints and all of that. That's the beauty of it, actually. Um, it's going to give you a, a good workout, and it's going to give you a lot of uh, muscle toning and strengthening and such, but it's not going to be painful or hard on your body at all. And you can do it inside, so if the weather's not good, uh, that's what I'll do. If I'm not out walking, uh, a lot of times if the weather's not good enough to be doing that, then I'll be on the rebounder. So definitely look into those. Um, that's one of the major ways that I was, I was doing exercise when I first started out. But now I can, I can do many other things because I've, I realize when my heart starts racing and when I start sweating, oh, this is exercise. It's yeah. because I'm exercising. Now I don't have to you know yeah. go into a full-blown panic attack over it. Yeah. So exercise is really important, but go slow. That's really the key. So that you don't get that feeling of panicky and oh, I'm going to stop. I just can't do this anymore. No, take your time. Yeah, and do something you love. Whether it's dancing, maybe it's dancing in your living room. I don't exactly.
1: know.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but it's all exercise, right? We're moving our body, and that's what it's all about.
1: Well, and the other thing is about uh, rebounding is that uh, it's for any level. I mean, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's not like you see that now. They have this comp, not competition, but they have this really energetic type rebounding thing that goes on but you can start at any level and as a matter of fact there are lots of people out there that um you know that that are are seriously wondering about well i'm not well enough but you could start at any level right
2: you could almost just stand on it really with just a slight movement and you're getting some level of exercise if you just give a little bit of a bounce, not even lifting your feet off of the rebounder, just bending your knees a little bit, you're exercising. At least it's something. And guess what? Before you know it, you'll be doing more and more and more until you get to the point where you're comfortable.
1: Yeah. I remember d- looking at the rebounder, and I, I couldn't do very much at all about anything. And <laughs> I remembered sitting on it. And, and and being able to just sit on it and do up and down with my arms. I mean, it's really fascinating uh, about what we've discovered. But that's that's a one way to do it. I, what I hear you saying is, we got to move. move.
0: We got to move the
1: body. What what do you think for, uh, in terms of what we're putting in our body? What what have you discovered? Is I need to put more of this in my body. I need to put less of this in my body.
2: For I'll speak specifically for me and yeah. I think- I think it will probably help a lot of other people. Um, The main things that I needed, I needed to avoid uh, from my own body so I could be healthy and my my mind can be clear and I wouldn't be having, you know, the level of stress and anxiety I was experiencing. I had to cut down on the sugar. So whatever, in whatever form it it took, I, I, even for me, like honey and things like that, I know it's good for some people. Yeah. But too much of any of that is is harmful to me. It it hurts me and hurts my my thought process. So eliminating the sugars and the sweeteners, really huge. And caffeine, another one that I needed um, to to let go of. I used to drink coffee, and uh, I noticed that it just wasn't serving my body at all anymore. And when I I stopped drinking it, I felt, of course, I didn't feel great right away uh, because you go through a little period where it's a transition period. But afterwards, it felt much, much better. The other things I... So those are the, the major things I try to avoid. I also try to avoid uh, white flowers. Oh, and yeah, things, yeah. Things like all, yeah. Anything processed, I, I do my best to avoid it at all costs.
1: Yeah.
2: As far as what to put in uh, my body, so I like the fact that today we can go to the store and we can get hemp milk or we can get almond milk or we can get... You know different milks as yeah. long as they're just look at the label though coconut yeah coconut water yeah just avoid the ones that are sweetened
1: that add the sugar yeah or corn syrup
2: exactly yeah so get the plain ones or the vanilla you can even get that yeah. whatever but just don't get it with any added sugar or sweeteners yeah so those are great and oh. then you can you can take that. And you can make a smoothie from it. So you can pour some, you know, spirulina, chlorella, spinach mm-hmm. powder, whatever. You can make your own.
1: Yeah, my, mine is maca. Yeah, maca. Maca from the <laughs> maca team, people. That, that, that right there, that maca thing that the maca team does, those folks have got it going on. That gave me more stability. Uh, I, I don't even understand how it works. That's why I bring those guys on the show. <laughs> but what you're talking about is start somewhere. Right. You know, okay. Cut down to two cups of coffee a day if you want. Or you know what I found worked too is I switched to organic coffee and I didn't have the same, and a lot of the crazy went away. Uh, Steve, I hope you will come back. Thank you so much for today. Shout out the name of the book.
2: So the book is called Make Peace with Panic Naturally.
1: All right. Thank you, Steve. Hey, thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time.